Welcome to another episode of Two Peas on a Podcast. Counting down movies, music, TV, and pop culture. One top five at a time. And now, here are the two peas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Two Peas on a Podcast, another brand new episode for you. Gerald is here with you, of course, and I have a special guest, another P on the pod, to come along on tonight's journey to discuss a fun top five topic. It's actually a topic that he came up with, so I'll let him talk a little bit about how this came to be. And also, you've been hearing his voice a lot recently. We just got together, him and I, and covered the entire Lord of the Rings saga, minus the Hobbit films. We did not do those, but I watched the, the original trilogy and had a blast with my buddy Caleb. You also know him from Netflix as well. Caleb, what's up, man? Welcome back to the piece. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad that I get to squeeze another week of uh, friendship out of you. <laughs> I'm here for you forever, man, but it is cool that we like, tack Aww. this on at the end of our Lord of the Rings BB. journey, you know? Absolutely, man. Thank you for that, by the way. It was uh, those movies were great. I'm so glad that I corrected that blind spot. And how cool was it to have you along as a tour guide, man? That was awesome. So thank you for that again. I appreciate it. The pleasure was all mine. I got to, you know, take a, a good friend on a meaningful journey of the heart. Yeah. If anybody's curious that does not know, I do a series over on my Patreon called My First Time, where I watch a popular film franchise, or my guest does, that we've never seen before, and then we just kind of review it and talk about it and give our initial thoughts to a blind spot that we are correcting and we just did lord of the rings very recently so that's available over on our patreon which all the information is in the show notes for that caleb was there with me for that for the lord of the rings trilogy but tonight caleb why don't you tell everybody what we're counting down what we're giving our top fives on this was a topic that you pitched to me a couple months ago and the nostalgia started flowing man i'm feeling good about this one. Oh, yeah. So what are we talking about tonight man uh, tonight we are doing our top five arcade games. So bam, bam, bam. top five. Uh, <laughs> any game that was uh, published as a standalone machine in a cabinet. Right. So no really parameters on years or anything like that. Right. So if you so if you could find this in an, in an actual arcade, then it's fair it's fair play. Now with that yeah, being I said, think my my newest one is from two thousand. Oh wow. Okay. I've got a couple. I didn't. Was I supposed to write down the years? I didn't do the years for these. Um, nah, it's I've, fine. I've got a couple that were in the '90s, but I don't have anything outside of the '80s or '90s for me. Did you? So, what year were you born, Caleb? Remind me. 1986. All right, you were born in 86. I was born in 75. So, you know, when I was hit the arcade, would have been in like the late 80s, late 80s, possibly into the early 90s, and we did have an arcade that was in our mall uh, in. 
It was called Monroe Mall in, in Union County, North Carolina. And they had a little arcade inside there. And every weekend I was like, you know, my mom had to go to JCPenney or whatever. I'm like, oh, I'm coming. I got to get the arcade. And I'll talk about some of the games that I was hitting while I was there, actually, as we get into our top fives. So now video games have taken over, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about cons- consoles that you have like in your home. But what was the arcade like for you? Because you're obviously about 11 years younger than I am. I know that in the 80s, it was a huge deal. Like if you wanted to play video games oh, yeah. and you didn't want to spend it, you didn't want to drop, you know, $500, you had to go to the arcade with a bunch of quarters. Uh, what was it like for you, man, growing up? And was it pretty prominent in your life as well? For me, it was like this mystical place that like I would always like I was obsessed with the idea of it. But I never got to like experience it. Like it was a like oh, a Shangri La type thing. Like I don't know. I I grew up like way out in the country, uh-huh. and I was into video games. Like I had the Atari twenty six hundred, and I had the NES, and kind of grew up with that. Um, sure. And eventually, like Sega Genesis and stuff. But the actual times that I got to play arcade games were, you know, somewhat limited, just because of the geographical area that I was in. But like any time we passed through a place that had you know, just one or two machines sitting there. I'd always, you know, beg for a few quarters so I could go and play. And <laughs> right. um, sure. So, what made you kind of think about doing this topic then? Because it sounds like the arcade was more of a kind of like wish fulfillment type thing for you, and it wasn't yeah, necessarily. Well, so- it's kind of that, and also because like. I feel like this is my way of announcing to the world that, like, I think the next hobby that I'm going to get on is collecting arcade cabinets, which I'm not sure how my wife would feel about. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, some of the ones you want... Someday, like, at least... You know, a few of the big ones, like, uh-huh. I, I'd really like to own, like, a Ms. Pac-Man and, like, Space Invaders and, like, a few things like that. Yeah, sure. Well, some of those may come up here in a little bit. Well, that's cool, man. Have you pitched this to your wife yet? No, and, like, it's really expensive <laughs> and I don't have the space for it because I am just, like, in an apartment and not my own home yet. So, like, yeah, it's it's something that, you know. I'll I'll be able to ease her into. Well, someday, you know, someday. Someday uh, I'll show that. up with one and then like <laughs> by the time I get the third one, she'll be like, "Okay, this is just a thing now." Right. <laughs> <laughs> make sure make sure it's a game that she likes the first one you know what i mean so you guys can do like two player and like she can stay yeah. up all night playing whatever game it is you know make sure well, yeah it's something i don't fun that i don't she'll think enjoy. that they make a stardew valley arcade cabinet but i'll find out <laughs> how cool would that be though huh that would be that game's really <laughs> oh, good so you said you had early 2000s what is it a lot of 90s games on your list without giving away any titles probably uh 80s and 90s yeah so now since you didn't grow up with the arcade are these games that you have had a chance to play in a cabinet or only on a console a lot of these are just only on console for me like i never i never got that full experience two of them i've exclusively played on arcade cabinets but well i'll tell you what um, man two of the ones on my list i've only ever played on console though okay well look you know i live in durham north carolina and Dan is close to me now too, your compadre over there. Obviously, COVID is still going on as we're sitting here. It's kind of turning the corner, but it's still a thing, of course. But when that's over, man, and you get your ass down here to North Carolina, actually where I met Dan when he moved here initially was a place called Boxcar. Okay. And it's a it's a bar 
like a full service bar with like 30 beers on draft. They have like a pizza restaurant inside there and it's a, an arcade. It's like a warehouse. That's a pizza restaurant, a bar and an arcade. And they have, they have an area where it's predominantly eighties and nineties, like old school video games. And then they have an other area where you can find like the Jurassic parks and like, you know, halo and all the like newer games. Do they have time Um, crisis? I don't know. House of the dead. I really like light gun games. I think they have House of the Dead, actually, now that you mentioned that. But this is a place I haven't been able to go to for a year because of COVID. So the only thing open there right now is the restaurant and the bar. They're not letting people use the the games right now. So, Or at least that was well, the case a couple months ago. I'm going to be you know, there in May so let's and do it, fully man. vaccinated. Let's, I'm excited, brother. I'm excited. I, I'm getting my second shot soon, too, by the way. So let's do it. We can make out. We can hold each other. It'll be great. All right. So we're going to do our top five I'll sneeze directly into your games. open mouth. <laughs> it'll it'll be safe i promise yeah. top five arcade games caleb let's take a quick break man before we get into the countdown and when we come back we'll we'll, we'll tell the folks what we like to play at the arcade man stick around hello listeners did you know that there's a lot more content where this episode came from as you may know, we are an independent podcast and we rely on donations in order to keep going. Over on our Patreon site, you will find several ways to stretch your dollar. I am currently producing six exclusive series that you can only get there. They include popular ones such as My First Time and 100 G-Tunes. You'll also get regular main top five episodes, just like this one, super early, often weeks in advance. For as little as $1, you can help the show continue. Just visit us over at patreon.com slash two peas on a pod, or you can check the show notes for this very episode. Now let's get back to the countdown. All right, guys, welcome back. As I said, pre-break, we are going to be discussing our favorite arcade games. Now, these have to be games that you could physically play in an arcade, and they were in in a housing unit of some kind. They were not on the console, on your television at home. So that might throw a little wrench into some of y'all's thinking, but, you know, I'm an old dude. I was uh, growing up in the 80s, and I was (laughs) definitely growing up in the 90s, and there was arcades were a big big deal back then so i'm glad to see them making a little resurgence lately and that's why i love that you pitched this list caleb so why don't you get us started man let's hear what your number five arcade game is brother my number five is a 1986 game by bali midway it is rampage remind me which one this is okay so this is where you choose one of three giant monsters to control and you are trying to destroy uh, a city as like an onslaught of military forces is trying to destroy you so like as you go like you'll destroy new york city then you'll move to like pittsburgh and like to la and like you're just trying to like destroy the entire map so you can (laughs) fun it's fucking (laughs) awesome and like the mechanics are you can jump you can climb up the sides of buildings and you can punch and then, like, yeah. little people will pop out of windows and stuff. And if you punch at them, you'll grab them and eat them to regain health. Uh, wow. So you can pick one of three giant monsters. And it's, there's kind of, like, I feel like this was a big thing at the time. But there's, like, a pseudo-environmental, like, backstory to it. So, like, it's like, oh, this is our comeuppance for fucking with the environment. Uh, so one of them is uh, you can play as George, which is a giant gorilla monster that was a human being who was transformed by an experimental vitamin supplement. 
Uh, you can play as Lizzie, who is a Godzilla-like giant lizard who was transformed by a radioactive lake, and Ralph, who is a giant werewolf who was transformed by uh, a chemical food additive. Oh, okay. Wow, I love the backstories on these two, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so basically it's just like, it's like dumb fun, see how long you can survive, and just like climb up the building, smash them, and then like, if you do enough damage to the building, like it'll collapse and... You move on to sure. the next one, and the whole time there's like helicopters and tanks and shit going everywhere trying to blast you. So it's really cool. It it's a fun awesome. game. It sounds it sounds awesome. It also sounds familiar. I'm just trying. I probably haven't played it since the '90s, so I'm just like trying yeah. to recollect. Well, some if of it these, sounds but. familiar, there was a uh, movie based on it that came out a couple years ago, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, I never saw that, but I remember that being released also. And now that you're mentioning, it's surprisingly the game, not awful. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So I guess it's kind of like King Kong esque, kind of. Like these big monsters, kind of mm-hmm. Godzilla, like taking down cities and shit. Okay, that's cool. All right, so Rampage, your number five. I need to check it out. Maybe they have it over at Boxcar. I'll take a look. My number five is a game that I got into on the NES initially, and I found it in an arcade a couple years later, and was my fucking mind was blown because I didn't know it was an arcade game, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I fucking like it was like my favorite Nintendo game back in the day. I just fucking loved it. Aside from any of the Mario, you know, properties. Aside from that, it was my favorite. But it was a game called Contra. Nice. Yeah, dude, how fucking... Dude, I, mean, I love Contra. Yeah, so you know about it. Yeah, and when you play with a buddy, whether you're at the arcade or even on the console, and it's two-player, it's just the fucking best, man. If you get two... Both of you have the spray gun. You know you know what I'm talking about? The gun that sprays the fucking yeah. <laughs> red bullets or whatever. Oh, man, it was just so much fun. Uh, the hardest part of that game was the jumps for me, like jumping over the, the open uh, openings in the ground and stuff. I would always fall into fucking river or fall off a cliff, you know. Uh, and there's I had to do another quarter, Caleb. There's another quarter right there. <laughs> but yeah, I love I love Contra Man. I mean, it's just a shooter game. You know, it's just these two soldiers uh, going through different terrains, different battlefields to get to the end. And yeah, and that I was uh, I, also one of the first games that had like uh, a widely known cheat code. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it had the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A. Yeah. And like, yeah, it would I remember give you that. 30 lives to start. I wonder if, I wonder if that, well, it probably wasn't the first cheat code, but yeah. You know what is so crazy too, man, is what you have to realize when that game came out in the late 80s or early 90s. I don't have the year, but I mean, internet wasn't a thing. Social media wasn't a thing. Like, how did people find out about these cheat codes? Uh, is that mesmerizes it would me. it would be like the hey my uncle at nintendo told me and you know like it was yeah. just like a legend that you heard on the fucking playground up, so. da- up down up down left right left right a b a b i want to say that was it up up down <laughs> wow. down left right left right b a select start oh okay and then All you right. would start the game with 30 lives what a fucking great thing that is right Oh man, yep. so good. All right, so Contra is my uh, number five. Little, glad to hear it. Glad to hear. <laughs> little uh, maybe Buck Wild, but like uh, it's a really cool shoot 'em up arcade game that's named after one of the greatest national disgraces in United States history. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> but okay, so that's my number five, man. Uh, swinging over to you for your four. You had Rampage at five. What's your number four, man? 
My number four is a game that I played a lot back in my college days because there was a this arcade game was at the bar that I used to drown myself at every weekend. It's Big Buck Hunter from Raw Thrills. Dude, I see I see you playing this game. This Hell is the one yeah. where you shoot this is where this is the one where you shoot the deers, right? Yeah. So it's it's kinda like duck hunt. You have to shoot the male deer that run across the screen and not shoot the female deer because you lose points for that. Of uh, course. Just fucking rack up the biggest score that you possibly can uh specifically the one that we had at the the bar i used to work at and drank at frequently was big buck hunter safari so it was like the (laughs) the african safari version yeah (laughs) Yeah. so you'd be shooting like antelopes and shit and like there was a bonus round where a bunch of ostriches would run by and you just fucking blast them uh and then there's like slutty girls in these skimpy like booty short safari outfits that come out and tell you how good you did and Hell the fucking yeah, uh, the fucking girl sitting at the bar that is missing three teeth thinks your fucking buck hunter game so tight she gives you a squeezer in the parking lot i love it i love it that's a good friday night right there brother yeah Big i had uh, i had many of those Big Buck Hunter it. is fucking awesome. You got to get this one when you start your collection for sure. I, I this is a Caleb game right here. I see you playing this daily. Yeah. Well, I'm a fucking redneck, so. <laughs> Big Buck Hunter. I've uh, admittedly never played that, Caleb. I played a lot of Duck Hunt in my day, though, but I never played Big Buck Hunter. That's your number four. Uh, my number four is a little different, man. It's um. You know, I told you before we started recording that I wrote down all my games, but I didn't order them. So I'm kind of doing the order on the fly. But I think my number four is going to be one that you mentioned in passing earlier, Miss Pac-Man. Now, nice. I could have gone Pac-Man, right? I mean, you know, Pac-Man's the OG. Miss Pac-Man is so but, much better, though. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man is just was more advanced, more features. And she's kind of hot, dude. I mean, she's got the bow going on, you know what I mean? She's eating the little yeah, dots or whatever. She's got the little lipstick, um, you know? But a little nostalgia story about Miss Pac-Man and why it's Miss Pac-Man specifically as opposed Pac-Man to the regular Pac-Man. Pac-Man fever. <laughs> a little nostalgia story is we, you know, this is now... When you mention Pizza Hut now, people think about whatever they think about. But back in the 80s, Pizza Hut was like, I mean, fine dining for my family. Oh, yeah. Okay. Back then, they and were making it great. Hell, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, they my, did My earliest stuff memory like that, of but. Pizza Hut, they had like a kid's meal that was a personal pan pizza and like yeah. a small soda and you would get a toy. Uh, and the toys so that they good. had were... They were rubber hand puppets from a, uh, the land before time. Nice. And me and my sister well. begged our parents to take us to Pizza Hut until we got all of them. I remember that as well. But there was a, there was like two restaurants in our small town where, where we grew up that my dad would take us when it was time for us to go out to eat. And it, this was like maybe once a month, right? And it was always the Pizza Hut, which was close by, or this place called the Fish Farm, which was literally like a barn that <laughs> okay. some family some family ran then they sold like fried seafood or whatever so whenever it was pizza hut night me and my sister dude because there they had miss pac-man and they had one of the arcade games where it's like the sit down table you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. where you can like sit at it and you sit across from your opponent oh yeah and, and you the, could play competitive, the game is on yeah. the tabletop yeah so they had that there and bro, it was just like me and my sister didn't even eat. It, my parents were always so pissed. They're like, "Aren't you gonna eat your food?" You know, we're just playing Miss Pac-Man the whole time. So I've just, I have just such fond memories of that. And I mentioned Boxcar to you earlier. 
There's another place close by called Beer Study, and they have only a few, but they have like five or six arcade games in the back. And one of them is, is Miss Pac-Man. I introduced that to my son last year. So he's kind of like playing Miss Pac-Man on the arcade box, and it was just really cool to see him doing that. So this is a very nostalgic pick for me. I never got super, super far in Miss Pac-Man in terms of like skill level, but I just have such fond memories of it. And it's one of the OG, I mean, arcade games, man. I mean, it's, it definitely goes down as one of the classic all-timers. So yeah, that's my number four, man. Are you a fan of, of this series of games? Yeah, definitely. You prefer uh, Miss Pac-Man, though. She's got the little bow in the hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> the gameplay is essentially the same, but like the Ms. Pac-Man in between the levels, it has like the little story things. So it's yeah, like, exactly. it's like Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man fall in love and then they get married and then uh, yep. like they have a baby and then like she fucking leaves his ass and like it just goes <laughs> on and like it. Like it's it's so bare bones because it's just like you know in between some of the levels here's like a little ten second cutscene, but it's like the first yeah. game that had some kind of story. Right. Yeah. Here's where they are now. Yeah. Chapter whatever. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So there you go, Miss Pac Man number four for me, and we're up to you for your number three, Mister Caleb. Ah, uh, my number three. I'm sure we'll uh, spark a lot of nostalgia in some people. It is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, uh, which is a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yes. Hell yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people might actually think this is pretty low, but like my top two are kind of great and like really personal to me so this is where this one goes yeah this is a this is a game uh before you talk about it this is a game that i played much later in life so what i did for this list is i picked ones that i like kind of grew up with and that kind of molded me as a video game geek or whatever so this is one that i didn't play until Hell, honestly, probably in the last like 10 years or so when arcades started coming back. Um, there's a couple games that have very similar gameplay that I'm going to mention on my list just without the just without the turtles. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'd love th- I love this game and I've only been introduced to it pretty recently, actually. So it's I'm glad that you mentioned it. But go ahead. I'm sorry. To yeah. interrupt. So um, this is like I said, it's a it's a side scrolling beat up game. Uh, which is probably my favorite genre of arcade game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just like a lot of great ones that I'll I'll name drop at least one more in my uh, honorable mentions. But the plot of this game is that uh, the turtles are watching a TV uh, broadcast of April O'Neil giving the news, and then fucking Krang flies in and steals the Statue of Liberty, and then Shredder hijacks the airwaves to laugh in their stupid green faces. <laughs> so they they chase him through downtown New York and into the Technodrome where Shredder sends them through a time portal. Uh, so they have to fight Shredder's army all through the past, present, and future uh, to try to get home and restore the Statue of Liberty to Liberty Island. If that, so- if that plot sounds stupid, it's because it is, and it's great. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yes. Love it, man. Yeah. Turtles and, uh, in time. They actually just announced that they're doing, I think it's a direct sequel to this that's going to be coming out uh, on home consoles sometime pretty soon. That'd be sweet. So... I'm down. I'm down for that. Turtles in Time. You're number three, man. You got a good list going over Actually, there. Actually, no. I think it's uh, they did a remake. They just announced some some sort of Ninja Turtles game. I can't remember, but it's another That's side-scrolling right. beat 'em up game. It's gonna be good then. Turtles in Time. All right. So my number three. I'm gonna go with Galaga as my number three. 
Oh fuck yeah! A game that I a game that I still play anytime I fucking see it anywhere ever I play it. Uh, <laughs> particularly on on an arcade box. I mean, so I mean, what do you? I mean, the simple. So it's a very simple game. It's it's a simple gameplay. You are in this spaceship and you're shooting aliens and you're shooting alien spacecrafts. The alien spacecrafts will come down to you. You can't crash into them. They shoot at you. You have to dodge the bullets. Mm-hmm. You know. It's literally the most simplest thing in the world, but I love it, man. There's this um, amusement, I, I use the term amusement park. That's not the right term, but it's like a fun park, you know, where they have like mini golf and shit. Yeah. And they okay. have Gal- They have Galaga at this place called Frankie's close by and they have it. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's one of the ones that's like a giant like projector screen where it like is on the wall. Have you ever seen that? That where video game or arcade games will do that? No. So it's like... So what it is, okay, so you know how when you go up and play Galaga and it has the little knob and the buttons and shit, right? Yeah. So it so it has all that, but it's literally like, I mean, I don't know the, the measurements, but it's probably at least a 75-foot screen on the wall. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. So it's cool to kind of immerse yourself in that, too. You Dude, mentioned the, Space the Invaders earlier. The space shooter also. genre is also very good. Yeah, yeah. Galaga is the one for me. I know you mentioned Space Invaders earlier, which I also love. But I don't know why. I just, I think because the arcade I went to when I was little that I was telling you about had Galaga. And I got hooked on it. And it keeps kind of popping up around here in different arcades. It seems to be a very popular. And I think that's also Midway. So, yeah, I, I just, I love Galaga, man. One of my all-time favorites. I had to put it on this list, and it fell at number three, man. So, there you go. Nice. All right. Okay, so we are up to our runner-ups. Caleb, you got a great list going over there, man. Although, I will tell you, so far, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the only one that I've actually played on your list. Have you played all mine so far? Uh, Yeah, in, in various... Uh, what was your number five again? Contra. Contra, yeah. So yeah, so far I've I've played all of those. All right, well I got to start shooting some big bucks, man, so I can catch up with you. <laughs> um, all right, man, what's your what's your runner up? My number two is also a light gun game, uh, and it's a game that I used to play a lot because they had it in my local bowling alley. So anytime we were on like a like somebody at a birthday party or we were at like did like a 4-H trip or something to go bowling like uh I would ignore bowling cuz I didn't like it and I would just play this game. It is Terminator 2 Judgment Day the arcade game. Fuck yes, this is at Boxcar. I play this to this day, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> dude, so this good, game is dude. so fucking good. <laughs> it really is. So, you have this giant fucking like future military rifle uh, that you hold on to. It's like on a swivel that's fixed to the machine. And like you can play this two player or if you really want to do some dope shit, you can put quarters in both sides and hold both guns. There and you like go. be yeah, shoot, I've never done that. That's like good. hell yeah! But it's uh, it's an on rail shooter, so you kind of just move through it automatically. Uh, and there's terminators and like tanks and like hunter killer drones and shit, and you just fucking go ham and blast them all. Great, uh, man. and it's I loosely based on the plot of Terminator Two. Yeah, I love that part about it too. Is really capitalizing on that because I mean, obviously that was one of the bigger movies to come out of the '90s. So yeah, of course we got to do an arcade game based on it, you know. And that one's at Boxcar, man, and I play that every time I go there. So it's funny that you mentioned that one because that's another one that I came to much later. Like you were, like we were talking about with the Turtles as well. Like I didn't play this game in the '90s when it came out, so I just got introduced to that one recently, and it is badass, man. I love it. I absolutely love that game. Midway is responsible for 
a lot of the entries on my list. They're fucking responsible for everything. <laughs> Arcade games, pretty much. Yeah. Almost. I guess I just didn't realize they were that prolific. Okay, Turtles in Time is Konami. Big Buck Hunter is like a standalone company. But like, I think all of my other ones are Midway games. There you go. There you go. I probably have. I know Galaga's Midway, and I think Contra might be Contra's Konami because that up, up, I down, think... down. That's called the Konami code. And then I think my number two, I think, is Midway, but maybe you can confirm it. So my number two is an all-time classic, and the gameplay on this is again the simplest shit you could ever think of. And my son discovered something on our on our Amazon Fire TV that we have. That's like a version of it. It's the same like platform, just with different characters for co- probably for copyright issues. But my number two is Frogger. Okay. Okay. I mean, I was kind of hoping yeah. you were going to say Joust. I do love Joust. I fucking do. I played that on the NES, though. I ne- I've actually never played the arcade Joust, uh, but I do love uh, that game. Frogger was also Konami. Okay. Oh, uh, and, the, and the cabinets were manufactured by Sega, so that's interesting. Oh, wow. There you go. You know, I had it on the Atari. I can remember ha- playing it on Atari at my grandparents' house when I was very young. It was one of the very, very first video games I probably ever played, to be honest, if not the first. I mean, I can't remember that long ago but I know I was very young when I played it initially. And then when I found it in the arcade, man, I just got hooked on it, very similar to Galaga, where if I see that somewhere, I'm going to play it in an arcade. I absolutely love the game. This is also one of my wife's favorites. She shouted it out. We'll talk about the fan suggestions later. But this is one of the uh, mentions. I think maybe the only mention it got over in the fan page was from my wife. She's a big fan of Frogger as well. My wife. And we play, my wife, and we play it together. <laughs> so. so yeah, Frogger, my runner-up, man. You a fan of this one? Not so much a fan of Frogger. I I appreciate the concept of it. I just never really played it that much. Yeah, you you don't want the little frog to get run over, though. You know what I mean? Well, no. And, like, that would kind of, like... I don't know. I like <laughs> even like even as a kid, like I'm very risk averse and I was like, man, I don't want to see this frog get crushed. I'm just going to have him chill over here and not fuck the lady yeah. frog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we flew through it here, uh, Sir Caleb. You are developing a great list over there. Terminator 2, Judgment Day really made me excited. So now I'm really excited to see what your number one arcade game is, man. What do you got? Uh, my number one uh, arcade game is the best video game ever made, and I'm not talking about Donkey Kong. Uh, mm. And if anybody understands the Billy Madison reference, they know that I'm talking about Mortal Kombat. Hell yes. It's in my honorable mentions because I knew 1000% that you would be mentioning this. Or I assumed you would. Yeah. But yeah, I love Mortal, I love Mortal Kombat. This is the real fighter one that made my list too. I so, fucking yeah. love Mortal Kombat. It's from 1992. It made every suburban mother uh, freak the fuck out and, you know, still going strong to this day. Mortal Kombat 11 was fucking amazing. How, how about the new movie that's coming out? You saw the trailer for that? Yeah, it looks so good. Uh, Dude, it so, really does. Like Mortal Kombat is just like a cultural juggernaut. Like everybody was freaked out. Like, oh, our our kids are playing this game, and there's realistic blood and tits. Uh, you know, yeah. you do fatalities where you rip out your friend's spine, and like, of course, mm. the the tipper gores and everybody of the world said, like, oh, you know, if kids see, you know, because video games obviously are for children only. If a kid sees somebody <laughs> ripping out someone's spine, they're going to try to recreate it on their friends. Yeah. Finish him. Which, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Test your might. 
Oh man, Mortal Kombat's a good one. It's in my honorable mentions. Uh, I I'm, I had forgotten about it there for a few minutes, but I, when I wrote my list initially, I'm like, Caleb's got this. He's going to do Mortal Kombat. So I'm glad you did. So that's your number oh, yeah. one, man. My number one. My number one is basically the opposite of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and <laughs> you mentioned a bowling alley, and it's so funny that you did. Park Lanes is a bowling alley that was basically, for lack of a better way to put it, across the street from my grandmother's house in Charlotte. And we hung out there so many goddamn days and nights, I can't even begin to tell you. It actually recently got renovated, and they gave it this whole retro vibe because it's been around since the 50s. And it's really cool to visit now, too, actually. But when I went, it was just a hole-in-the-wall kind of, like, dump. You know what I mean? But they had two arcade games. Like, and they were like placed in the weirdest spots. They were just like wherever they had a loose plug, you know, they just plugged this video game in and they just had it there, you know? Nice. And one of them, by the way, I mentioned the other one. The other one was Miss Pac Man. But another game that they had was Pole Position. And that's my number one. What? Did you ever play Pole Position? Pole Position. Look it up as I'm talking, okay? So Pole Position is is a first person racing game, okay? And you basically just race your car on the on a racing track it's early early graphics so they're fucking horrible and what was so cool what i thought was so cool about pole position man is you step up to the box right and you have the steering wheel where the you know where you're used to the joysticks being and the buttons and everything you have the steering wheel and then you have a gas pedal where your foot is as you're standing up so you stand up and you drive and you literally control by press. You have a gas and a brake right next to each other. And you use your foot to accelerate and to brake. And then you have your steering wheel and that's it. And you just go through a series of tracks and you get either a gold, silver or a bronze your metal and I fucking love pole position, dude. <laughs> I've I've played and a lot you, of similar games, but I've never played this one. Oh, man. So, so it was also, that, it was that I'm, part. I'm holding down. Uh, I'm the midway fanboy on my list, and you're uh, the Namco fanboy. Is that what that is? Pac-Man's and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, man. So pole position is probably a left field choice for a lot of people, yourself included. But I played this game so goddamn many times, bro. Really I cool. can't even. It. Uh, I can't even begin to guess the amount of money I put into that machine when I was well, a young from kid. from the uh, screenshots and stuff. I'm looking at it. It looks really similar to a game that I used to play a lot, which is Super Hang On. Yes, uh, which is yes, a motorcycle racing a, game. Yes, I remember that one too. And then I have another one in my honorable mentions that was like Pole Position Plus because it was like they took that platform and they like better graphics and they had chicks with bikinis and you know in the stands <laughs> and like it was different. So we'll talk about that one here in a second. But that's my number one, man. And I know it's a weird choice. It's probably not a popular choice, but goddamn, I just I love that game so much. In fact, you were talking about collecting arcade boxes, and I feel like that's what I would. Yeah, that's the game I would probably have. Would be pole position. Nice. I mean, you just walk up, Caleb. You just walk up. You just put your foot on the gas, man. You just take off. You know what I mean? It's great. <laughs> so I loved it. I loved it. Um, if you find it in an arcade, make sure you throw a quarter in there and check it out. Nice. Yeah. Before we do yeah. uh, honorable mentions and stuff, I did want to just throw out like one more thing about Mortal Kombat. Um, yeah, sure. Go ahead, man. It's it's just like a little trivia bit that I think is interesting. Like it's the first. Like one of the first games ever, they they may have actually like even pioneered the technology for it, but like they actually had actors do like motion capture for the characters in the game, which was pretty groundbreaking. But like they tried like hell to get Jean-Claude Van Damme to play Johnny Cage because they were just big Van Damme fans. So like the character of 
Johnny Cage is based on Van Damme, uh, but like he wouldn't wow, okay. do it. But then of not. Van Damme eventually played Guile in the fucking Street Fighter movie. Oh, okay. Mm. Were you a fan of Street Fighter too, or no? Uh, it was okay. I never really played Street Fighter as a kid. Um, it was okay. It was um, yeah. I, I prefer Mortal Kombat like, for sure. Like that game's legendary, and like <clears throat> there's such a huge like competitive scene around Street Fighter Two, even like to this day. But I mean, I yeah. was I was always a fucking Mortal Kombat fan. That was uh, the first two games that I had for Sega Genesis were Sonic the Hedgehog Two and Mortal Kombat Three. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Good good start to your collection with those for sure. So why don't you round out your top five again real quick? Just remind everybody what they were. Yeah, my top five were Rampage, Big Buck Hunter, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, Terminator 2 the arcade game, and Mortal Kombat. And my top five was I had Contra, Miss Pac-Man specifically, Galaga, Frogger, and Pole Position. All right. So that's my top five. Now, uh, why don't we do some honorable mentions before we go over and, and see the different games that the fans shouted out. I know you're not on Facebook, Caleb, so maybe some of those will surprise you as well. What honorable mentions do you have, buddy? I have a bunch, so I'll just go through them real quick. Donkey Kong, which is the game that saved Nintendo. Yeah. Galaga, uh, Pac-Man, Street Fighter 2, uh, Mario Brothers, uh, Contra, Centipede, Space Invaders, Golden Axe, the other uh, really cool beat 'em up game that I used to play right. a lot. Uh, the Simpsons arcade game, which is also a, a beat 'em up game. Dragon's Lair, which is pretty legendary. The House of the Dead, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, Gauntlet and Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> which <laughs> I, I never got this. it. I never really got into Dance Dance Revolution, but like I thought that it was worth mentioning because like it basically revitalized would- arcades, like for yeah, a while true, there true. like single-handedly because everybody uh, true, was because like was hey something... come, come play this weird yeah, uh fucking japanese game yeah it was different and it was you know something new in the same space i would fucking give anything to see you doing dance dance revolution while playing big but big Buck Hunter <laughs> at the same time just stomping and shooting <laughs> everywhere <laughs> how fucking great would that be so i round out my top 10 here caleb you guys know that so so my number six would have been Super Mario Brothers. You mentioned that already. Obviously, I mean Mario. I now mean, hold to this on. Day, I mentioned Mario Brothers, not Super Mario, Mario Brothers. Brothers. Mario Brothers. I apologize. My number seven would have been the other one that we were talking about when I was talking about pole position. And that would be a game called Cruisin'. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cruisin's Cruisin'? real good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, my number eight would have been NBA Jam. Which Dan, nice. your buddy, your buddy Dan came to North Carolina and beat my at the time six year old son in NBA Jam. <laughs> Get fucking dunked son, on, kid. My son was in tears for like two days, and Dan <laughs> Dan's walking around with his chest boat out. He's like a six year old, dude. You know what I mean? That's Dan. <laughs> That's Dan right there. My number nine would have been Mortal Kombat, which you already mentioned, and my number ten was Punch Out. Nice. Where you play the Mike Tyson's punch out. You play the boxers and you just basically punch people in the face. You know, it's cool. All right. So there we go. That was our favorite arcade games. Caleb, uh, when are you coming to North Carolina? I don't think that's Tyson's punch out. Have we talked about this? I'd have to check my calendar. I think it's May. You didn't tell me yet. That's in like two months, buddy. What do you fucking? What are you gonna like? Fucking I, show I definitely up and mentioned me one it night? to you, but I think the last time I mentioned it to you was in like October, and you were like, "Oh, oh that's like a that. long time from now. I'll worry about it later." Well, <laughs> well hopefully, it's not going to be when I'm in New York. 
with dipshits for the live stream. It's not going to be then, is it? I think it's right either right before or right after. All right, because I literally won't go to live stream. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. just fucking <laughs> stay here to be with you. <laughs> you you can do both. Oh, man, I'm just kidding. All right, so to round out the episode, Caleb, what I was going to say is when you come down here, we're going to boxcar. So let's do it. Maybe the arcades will be back in uh, full swing by then. I hope so. Yeah, definitely. So the old suggestion box, Caleb, let's, let's open it up over on social media and see what some of the fans and listeners had to say over on Facebook. I said, what were some of your favorite arcade games growing up? Here's what we got. Brandon, fan of the show, says NBA Jam, which I mentioned. Jared Taylor, who is a patron and listener, says Mortal Kombat X-Men. We didn't mention X-Men. Oh, the X-Men game X-Men? is really good. Yeah. And then he also had uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Brad from the Cinema Guys, patron of the show, also said TMNT, X-Men, The Simpsons, NBA Jam, NFL Blitz, and a lot of quarters were wasted. On a man games. of culture. We did <laughs> Exactly. Mario, patron of the show, said he played Gauntlet every Saturday for a year, and he always had to be the wizard. Nice. Yeah, it's good shit. Joey DiCarlo says Street Fighter 2, Gauntlet, Double Dragon, and NBA Jam. So Double Dragon's another one of the, yeah, the I, realm I of Street Fighter. I forgot about Double Dragon. Combat. Double Dragon was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, Dan, okay, so here he is talking shit about my six-year-old again. You ready? But he's, <laughs> <laughs> he says he's in a feud with a six-year-old. He says NBA Jam with the Bulls and not the Hawks. So he's saying that because he gave my son first pick, and my son picked the Hawks. And so then Dan picked, you know, like the 98 Bulls or whatever. Right, so, yeah. which like even uh, even in the game, <laughs> the team was so fucking stacked. Yeah, everybody's like 100 rating, you know, and he's playing yeah. against my six-year-old. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Joey Austin says, Dig Dug, WWF WrestleFest, Galaga, Miss Pac-Man, Joust, Burger Time. We didn't mention Burger Time. That's a good one. I, th- I thought about Burger Time. Yeah, Burger Time's pretty <laughs> cool. Good. That's a good one. He also says Robotron, Super Off-Road, The Simpsons Game, and any of the pro wrestling games. So there you go. Okay. Travis Crawford says TMNT, X-Men, Avengers, Street Fighter 2, and The Simpsons. As mentioned earlier, I said my wife just had one single shout out, and it was for Frogger, which I know is her favorite. Josh says, a new patron of the show. Thank you so much, Josh. He says, Tapper, Mario Brothers, X-Men, Pac-Man, and Donkey Kong. Our first mention of Donkey Kong tonight. Uh, Tapper's a pretty cool shout out. It is. Yeah, that's the bartender one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, loved, I used to love Tapper as well. Especially playing that as a kid, you know? <laughs> we get you another beer, you know? Michael Hill, a patron and listener, says bad dudes, which I'm not familiar with. Are you a bad enough Alter- dude to save the president? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's another beat em up I don't game. Know, bad I, dudes is pretty cool. Oh, okay. I don't know bad dudes. He also says Altered Beast, Double Dragon, Pigskin, and Gauntlet. Dude, Altered Beast Haley is Gr- fucking legit. So, see, you know these. I don't know these. Dude, this whole episode double- is just a stroll down my <laughs> sad little memory lane of uh, like uh, not having sex for my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Haley Gray. Haley Gray says ghosts and goblins. I remember that one. That's a good one. David Powell also mentioned gauntlets, which we talked about earlier. Marshall, a friend of mine and a listener of the show, says Golden Axe, X Men, the side scroller, X Men, Children of the Atom, and NBA Jam. And let's see. Let's end on. Well, David Powell says Zevius and Street Fighter Two. Zevius. And then let's end on Zevius. Right. Wow. 
He pulled that one out. That was a good one, David. Dude, that's like and then, that's a deep cut. Like I was kind of hoping somebody yeah. would say like Sinistar or like <laughs> Yar's Revenge or some dope shit like that. Hell yeah. Leave it to David coming through. And then uh, top level patron Dan Roski will end with his list because it's a few that we haven't mentioned. He says Spy Hunter, Defender, and then I really appreciate this shout out, but he says the Playboy Pinball Machine. It was worth all the whippings I got from my mom. The Playboy pinball machine was a very good pinball machine. Actually, my favorite pit. We could even do like a top five pinball machines because that one honestly is on the list. But like number one, obviously, is the Adams Family pinball machine. That's a good one, which is also at the boxcar. Yeah. You got to get down here, man. Man. Someday I'm going to own an Adams Family pinball machine. I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. So there you go, guys. And thank you guys so much for the feedback in the suggestion box this week. Caleb, I'm a big fan of yours, friend of yours. Love you. And I love having you on the main show here whenever I can. So this was a great topic that you came up with. I'm assuming any regular listeners that are listening to us speak right now know this. But for any new listeners, why don't you tell them where they can find you and Dan and a little bit about your show, man. You can find me on Netflix and Swill. It is a show where we make fun of the the genre of podcast of, you know, people who uh, watch and review new popular movies and drink craft beers. Uh, there you specifically, go. you know, Nick, because he was an epic film man. Uh, so we made the <laughs> shitty version of that show, uh, which is Netflix and Swill, and it's kind of turned into this uncontrollable monster that I've uh, lost all reckoning with, but uh, the show yeah, part, is part pretty of your life. cool, and you can listen to it if you want to. I agree, man. I'm big fans of you and big fans of that show. Netflix and Swill, their information will be in the show notes. If you guys have Netflix and you drink beer, then you should be listening to them, so do that. And <laughs> Caleb, I appreciate you being here, man. It's always a blast when I have you back on the show, and I can't wait to be with you in person. Person. We got to get together and play some arcade games, man. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait to embrace you and hold your bald head mm-hmm. against my fuzzy chest. Dude, I will tell you, uh, thank God I'm getting vaccinated because I'm going to be all up in that Caleb. Do you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect time, brother. Uh, shit. All right, guys. We, we will be back next week with another top five and another pee on the pod. Thanks for listening.